What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Crypto Marketing Show. I'm Ty Smith. Uh, with me today is Altcoin Sarah. Um, today we are going to do our first ever Influencer Spotlight episode. Uh, so I'm really interested to talk to Sarah about um, what kind of goes in behind the scenes and the history of being a content creator in the crypto space. Uh, uh, before we dive in, let's do a little intro, I, I think, for you, Sarah. Um, you're a content creator. You've been in the game for I don't know how long exactly, years, though, because we've known each other for quite some time. Um, yeah. Over six, 60K, I think, uh, Twitter followers. You've worked with dozens of brands in the crypto space. Um, so I'm super excited that you're here for the first episode that we do with an influencer. Um, all right, cool. Let's dive right into it. I mean, what first got you into the world of creating crypto content? Um, so thank you, first of all, Ty, for having me. I'm actually honored to be actually the first one. I didn't realize that I was going to be the first one of the series. So it's an extremely big honor. Like you said, we've known each other for years now. Um, so it's great to come on the show and actually speak to you because we've actually not met in the past. That's true. The of crypto, isn't it? That's true. <laughs> so I got into crypto exactly four years ago, uh, just around November time, 2017. And I was following loads of different accounts um, on YouTube who were creating content. And me and my partner, we used to go on walks with our dogs. And he would sort of make jokes about me being a content creator. And then sort of we started thinking like, why won't I start doing it then? So I created Alcorn Sarah. I was part of Alcorn Bass as well at the time. And that sort of kicked off. You know, people started agreeing with me. Uh, I've posted some controversial stuff, went viral a couple of times, and that's pretty much how it all started, you know? I never started creating content with the idea of having a large following. It's something that just happened because I consi consistently kept creating content. So if anyone's asking for advice on how to do it, just be consistent with it. That's all I can say. Um, and what got me into crypto, well, I think it's sort of like, Everyone starts at the same point of hoping to make a moon bag, get rich, uh, and you know, and get your Lambo. So that was what initially got me into it. But then, after investing in pretty much every possible shitcoin back in 2017, and having lost a lot of money because of that during the bear market in, of between 2018 and 2020, I actually started learning about the space. And what actually blockchain is, what Bitcoin actually is, what is actually inflation, because I did know the word, but actually didn't know how how important it was to actually understand it. Because they don't really teach you those things at school, you know? Uh, you just sort of expect it to know what it is and just get on with the adult life. So once I start educating myself, I've realized how massive this space is going to be. Once everyone starts learning, and understanding how wrong the way things are right now will just change the world. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I feel like there was there's different waves of of like people who got into crypto. And I feel like you were part of this cohort the same around the same time that I got into it. And a lot of, you know, kind of this cohort of influencers and stuff that we all kind of work together now um, that really got in it before. Like it was just like a way to make a lot of money. It was like inflation is really becoming a problem. We have to address that. We need to search for like other alternative assets that are going to allow us to like keep our wealth rather than 
will slowly lose 6%, whatever it is a year now. Um, it's cool. It's crazy. Like, it's crazy what's currently happening. I keep telling friends get into crypto that they're going to lose their money. That it's just, if you're not getting a pay rise that's greater than inflation, you're essentially taking a pay cut. Yeah. And until people realize that, I think there's going to be more and more difference between the poor and the wealthy. And that is my mission, to make people realize that they need to start investing. If they don't want to go into something as crazy as crypto, just anything, just start investing and being your own bank and making sure that you have your money taken care of. Yeah. Because no one's going to do it for you. Yeah, exactly. And it's easier now than it was before because when we first got into the game, DeFi wasn't so much a thing as it is now. Like You couldn't just put your money in Aave or, or Compound. Um, you can now, which is kind of cool. So, yeah, so... I know you said you kind of, it's funny, there's always like, whenever we talk with influencers, there's like two categories. There's people that like are really in the side of like social media marketing and like they really made a concerted effort to become an influencer from the start. And there's these other people that kind of like fell into it and just happened to grow a big following. Um, which category do you think you fit into? Oh, I just, it just happens. I'm, I'm the second category, the latter one. And I, I don't really know when and how it happened, but it just did. And I remember when, first project reached out to me to do some marketing with them and I said guys I have no idea what and how and how I can help you I like the projects so I sort of done it for free um and then as I start creating more and more for them more projects start reaching out to me and as I start working with more and more I start getting more experience you know as those things happen then agencies like Coinbound start partnering up with me and that sort of just picked up. It's it's really difficult for me to um, to say when it and how it happened, but it just happened. I was just consistent. I was posting daily, and I wasn't really thinking about it. like it wasn't any sort of strategy. I was just sharing my thoughts, and you know, um, it just happened. It really just happened. So, would you say the mo like I, my next question? My you know my team always prepares like a list of questions before we go into any of these episodes. Right. One of the questions they they prepared, and and I'm just curious was. You know what contributed to the success of of you on let's say Twitter, um, most specifically. What, what what do you think contributed to your success? It sounds like consistency and posting daily. Is there anything else? Yeah, honestly, just staying true to what I believe in, and um, you know, and being honest. I think mainly because very often people tend to post only their wins, not their losses. I, up to this date, I will share the ridiculous things I've done back in 2017. And that sort of authenticity, I think, is what made people want to connect with me. Because I never claimed, you know, to make my millions immediately, that I bought the moon bag, that I bought exactly the bottom. I never claimed that, you know. I was scared when Bitcoin hit $3,000. I was, still, I became sort of skeptical, like pretty much everyone did back then, right? We bounce back from it and everyone's loving crypto, right? Well, right now, maybe not exactly. But, uh, you know, crypto did bounce back. And that's exactly what I think helps people make a connection with me. I am just being honest, truthful, and showing them that I might have a big following. It's nothing I ever planned. It just happened. And I also make mistakes, you know. I made potentially every single possible mistake back in the day. I also made lots of great wins. Like, I don't want to say I only invest badly. Um, but there is so much that I have learned in the meantime that I'm aiming to show people 
what you can do to make sure you don't end up as badly as I did, you know, losing 99% of what you've put in, for example. Mm -hmm. On the side of um, being a content creator or an influencer, <laughs> what kind of challenges do you deal with? Um, that are part of being a content creator? Yeah, like I, I, we find that people have this kind of fallacy, like, you know, the, the non-content creators, they think, oh, like these people, they just post some tweets and they make a ton of money and, and there's, it's, they live the good life. There's no challenges at all. But I found that behind the scenes, there really is struggles and there really is challenges with creating an audience and, and like maybe, you know, being consistent and posting every day is easier said than done. Some people have that skill naturally and some people, probably most people don't. Um, is there any challenges you faced along the way? I mean, we have to be a little bit realistic. It does take 24 it's, it's crypto is a never ending market. You know, I am constantly on my phone and the other day I was out with my family and they literally just asked me to, they literally took my phone off because I was constantly messaging, agreeing staff, coming to, um, some arrangements with other projects and it's just constantly really affects your personal life and maybe it's bad on my behalf that i let it overtake so much of my life but that is the biggest challenge for me is how time consuming it can be and if you don't have the right people and the right network with you then you're really going to struggle long term um so i'm not i'm not trying to get any petty from anyone or anything i am just answering the question and also the fact that you have a big following it makes people think that you know it all uh, that what I say is correct, that I'm never wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm going to be crucified for it. Um, you know, all the drama that keeps happening on Twitter, especially. Um, things can get nasty, you know. Once I tweeted something, I was walking, right? And I was tweeting and the autocorrect corrected something and made a whole sentence sound like I had no idea whatsoever what I was talking about. And that went viral. <laughs> and I had to deal with it. And I think people often forget that behind those big accounts are real people, real emotions, real feelings. So whenever you're hating on someone, you have to remember that we are all just people and we have our own lives as well. And everything's always, you know, beautiful because you have to be following. It doesn't mean anything. It's just so much responsibility that sometimes it's just overwhelming altogether. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's like, people have like this love hate relationship with influencers. I found where it's like a little bit of jealousy gets played in there and, expectation to be perfect i've seen um and it requires some mental toughness i think on the side of content creators that people don't necessarily give the credit for mm -hmm. um so of course this this podcast we we and you know my background we, we spoke focus specifically on marketing I'm, I'm and influencer marketing is huge in crypto um i'm curious where you see influencers playing a role in a crypto marketing strategy so before we get on with that question, I actually, I don't want to say I hate it because it's a strong word. Hate is a strong word. Okay. But I really, really despise the association that the word influencer brings into the space because people often, like whenever I hear a word influencer, my first thought is who am I really influencing? So I sort of prefer being referred to as a content creator or KOL if I'm fancy, being fancy. Right? <laughs> um, so having said that, I completely forgot what was your question, Tom. I am so sorry. How you see, you know, I'll rephrase it instead of saying influencer, I'll say KOL so we can be fancy. Um, uh, how you see KOLs playing a role in marketing strategies or in crypto? Oh, I think, I think it's massive because 
how else, you know, there's so many, what happens most of the time when projects come to me, they have an amazingly developed roadmap. They've got dev teams, um, they've got all the tech guys are taking care of things and they are ready and they're good to go. And all they keep thinking is, why is no one investing into us? Well, how are people going to know about you if you are not going to invest into marketing, if you're not going to get the word out? And that's where, where I think the problem comes because we get paid for creating content and very often it's hard to justify um, or reason why we choose a certain project to work with and some of them not. And we can't predict whether a certain project is going to succeed or not. We do our best with a due diligence to ensure that it's not a scam, but we can't always have an influence. Like there are some certain types. That's why we always say beyond research, like whatever we say, it's not a financial advice, not take it for word. Remember, we are not the one pressing the buy button when you invest into the project. So I think it's, it's important to understand that influencers can help bring the awareness to the projects, but we can't do all the work for everyone. Got it. So, yeah. So, so what happens most of the time is the project is developed. Like there's the background is there, the background work with the, um, with the team is done. And very often the, the guys, the projects do really well are the projects who actually don't have a lot of marketing, unfortunately, because the team is so focused on developing that no one actually knows about the project. And it's very often the project that I become a part of and that's where I come and help them. I do my best to help, but there's only so much a person can do. Yeah, exactly. It's like the biggest shame in our industry that sometimes the most innovative technology lacks any marketing. Um, exactly. Like, you know, we've seen, um, like, I'm going to name a few projects that, you know, sure. did very well thanks to a massive, massive marketing, right? Like, we've got Dogecoin, we've got Shiba Inu, we've got Safe, like, all those projects, they became so such a high market cap purely because of the hype and the marketing it brought in. But when you actually look into it, well, it's quite questionable what they're actually challenging and influencing and changing in this world. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there, there are just certain projects that get the hype right, but then once the hype is gone, people start actually questioning like, what's going on? Like, why are we buying into, you know, people are buying into new coins because they're hoping it's going to be the next Dogecoin that they're going to make the money on it. And most of the time, everyone ends up losing it because the greed kicks in. Yeah, it's a different yeah. story then. Yeah, it's because it's, there, there's so many now segments to crypto. It, it used to just be like everyone had a crypto. There was utility tokens and people were building apps and then tokens were involved you know, in those apps. Now there's a whole subset of just pure meme coins, coins that don't even claim they do anything and people are still buying them. For what reason? You know, it's just gambling, in my opinion. Um, I think most people will agree it's just gambling at that point. But there is something to be said about some people just want to gamble, and that that's fine. Um, but they all have very different marketing strategies these days. Um, so um, about a month ago, or maybe even sooner, you announced that you were coming on as uh, CMO of, of DFIT, the digital fitness token. Um, I'm curious that's to hear if you can talk to the transition from content creator to CMO, what that process has been like. It's been rather crazy. Um, I, I need to point out that prior to that, I was creating content and I was still working as a senior engineer, uh, as a highways engineer. So crypto wasn't actually my full time. When the CMO position arrived, I just 
I knew it was like a hint from the universe, like it's like a stupid thing I believe in. Uh, that it's time to just bite the bullet and go full-time crypto because it was something I've been thinking about for a very long time. I could have done it two years ago. I just really enjoy being an engineer, so I haven't done it. So I had that in my notice a month ago. Uh, and because I had a lot of annual leave, I sort of finished this week. And so it's been like my first week of full-time crypto. And it's been the craziest time ever we've had because deep it, They've not had anyone responsible for marketing. I met the guys a year ago uh, when they launched uh, with Ferrum and Wife Die. And I helped them with marketing on that side. And me and the founder, we sort of stayed very closely in touch because we both were into fitness. Like if anyone follows me, they know I am a bodybuilder, an inspiring professional bodybuilder. And that sort of connected us really closely. And then when all the apps, and the web app all become almost ready to be launched at Daniel Marketing. So also with the fact that they've got a CX, a first centralized exchange listing coming up, they need someone who, who knows the people, who knows what's gonna work and what doesn't. And that's where I'll come in. I've not worked with a team before when it comes to crypto. I'm not gonna lie, it's rather challenging having to deal with our graphic designer in India and our telegram managers in America. And the CEO, CEO is actually in France, Kevin, so it's very close time zones. Uh, but we've got teams all over the all over the world and it is extremely challenging trying to get things done. But luckily, thanks to me being an engineer, I've worked in a team before. I was responsible for some guys um, doing certain tasks. So I'm used to it. It's more of a management tool in a way, mm -hmm. but at the same time, we're using because four years in crypto is a lot of time. Like you said at the time, I've worked with many projects, many agencies, many exchanges reached out to me. So the fact that I know the people makes things sometimes very much easier uh, to ensure that we get the right marketing out. So we've got a strategy, ideas. Uh, we're going to come up with a strategy after Christmas for 2022. Uh, for now, before Christmas, we've got a first centralized exchange listing. Uh, I can't say who yet, but there'll be posts and hints, and we'll make it a big thing because those guys deserve it. Awesome. Yeah. Do you know what the 360 wellness is? No, I really don't know too much about it, but feel, feel, take, the, take the stage and let me know. Educate us. <laughs> <laughs> So a 360 wellness is the best way to put it is think of my fitness pal, Fitbit, and any other social media platform you use for tracking your fitness. What 360 wellness does, it brings it all together um, and allows you to keep everything together. It brings also the opportunity for all my trainers to use the platform for classes. As we know, uh, training during pandemic has become quite common to do on Zoom. Google Meets, whatever platform people want to use. So there are also opportunities like that. And to allow for the payments to take place, we have created DFIT, which is the gamification token of the fitness industry. So we're currently onboarding some ambassadors if they're interested in joining us. Um, we've got some amazing rewards for the people who will be joining us and helping spread the word. Um, like I said, the web app is almost ready to be launched. We've had some mishaps, but 
from what we've heard, it's one of the most advanced platforms, um, even better than Trainer Z. So it'll be interesting to see how it all goes. But from what I've seen, it is definitely the project that I'm proud and so happy to be a proud of. A part of. Yeah, it seems like a, a it seems like a great fit considering your your fitness background. Exactly. Like I still can't believe that this is like my life. Um, like it's great because we've got meetings in the morning and and sometimes my workout takes longer than it should do and I'm on a treadmill doing my cardio and the guys are just talking and I'm taking off my boxes I'm having stuff agreed I'm honestly living my best life and all I keep thinking is why haven't I gone full-time crypto earlier the fact that I can do crypto and fitness just blows my mind it's awesome Oh my god, I'm the happiest person ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that I, that's how I feel. Also, like I I feel I was like born to do marketing, and I love crypto. And I and, and mm. but it, it's like crypto allowed everyone to just kind of challenge the way they were living their their lives, and and just empower them to live the life they wanted. Because you can do like fitness plus crypto, crypto plus marketing, crypto plus accounting, like whatever it is that your interest is, pair that with crypto, and you can build like a really successful living. Exactly, exactly. And like, I never thought of myself ending up in sort of marketing aspects of uh, business. But I've always created content, like, you know, on Instagram before crypto, and I knew what it was. I always posted stuff, and I got a decent following on my personal account there. I no longer post because I just don't have time. And I created my open well, so I focus on that. But it's, it's always creating content that was always there for me. I always enjoyed it. And just honestly, it's the best thing ever. Just sharing your thoughts and people enjoying it and agreeing with you, disagreeing with you, challenging the status quo. Oh, honestly, it's the best. Like if anyone, don't really worry about the fact that you are not growing or if you want to be a content creator or not. Just, just do you. Do you be authentic and that's how you grow your followers. Okay. Yeah. I was going to, as we wrap up this episode, I wanted to ask you if there was any more actionable advice that you have for someone that's looking to become a, a content creator in crypto or a KOL. Yeah. So honestly, just, just don't worry. Uh, people are going to hate you. They're going to love you. Uh, no matter what you do, what you say, who you work with, just as long as you're happy and what you do is true to your values, you will succeed. Like, it's, it, it doesn't work otherwise. If you're enjoying what you're doing, it's going to work out really well for you. Um, I think that if, you, if you're aiming to be a big account and you sort of get trapped in the idea of doing things for cloud, you're actually going to end up doing the opposite because it'll, it'll just be obvious that you're being best in just want the attention of people. Um, some people might disagree with me on that, but just be authentic and be happy and have a good vibe only and it'll all work out for you. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll wrap up on that note. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Ty. And say hi to everyone in the CoinBound team from me. Will and do. Have a great weekend. Thanks. You too. Bye. Thank you.